Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, and welcome to another episode of the Sound Heart Radio. This morning, I want to talk to you uh, about faith under pressure in stressful times. And before we get into our topic this morning, let us have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, for your so great salvation. Father, we ask to be guided by your Spirit. And, Lord, we need you. Uh, The saints are under great pressure today. And we know that we can find your comfort through your word. And so we do thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. The saints are under enormous pressure these days. And it seems that believers have been singled out for persecution. And I don't say that in a dramatic manner or for a dramatic effect. It's just obvious that uh, believers have been designated as persona non grata, unacceptable persons, because of our faith in Jesus Christ. And so I want to read to you from Second Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, I'm going to begin at verse 3, but before I read that verse or verses from there, I want to read to you from the Gospel of John. That is the, the four gospel. And Jesus had a very uh, important statement. He made a very important statement for for believers, and we would do well uh, to take knowledge of the statement. This is in John 16.33. John 16.33. In So Jesus said, uh, verse 33, quote, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. And that word literally means rest. Uh, Untroubled and an undisturbed sense of well-being. In me you might have peace. And so in the Greek text, the... The word me uh, is emoi, that is, you have the preposition that is preceded by the preposition in. And so in here is a locative, uh, and here it is locative of fear. Within the sphere of me 
you have peace. That is irene. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world, that is in the cosmic system, you shall have. That is, and you shall have. You shall have in the future tense. In the world, that is within the sphere of the world, within the sphere of the cosmos, you shall have tribulation. And so he goes on, and the word, well, the word tribulation here means uh, to crush. It means to press. In the world you shall have tribulation. Then he goes on and he says, but be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. And that's one word in the Greek, and it is in the present imperative. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the cosmos. That is, and I is in the emphatic position, and this time he uses ego. I have, I have, and overcome, that is super overcome, the cosmos. Now, literally he says, uh, in the world you will be in tight places. In the world you will be in tight Places in the cosmic system, believers will be in tight, uh, tight places. So this is why the next chapter in John 17, we have of uh, Jesus, we have his intercessory prayer, and it is imperative that you read this intercessory prayer. So. In verses 1 through 5 of chapter 17, Jesus prays for himself. In verses 6 through 19 of chapter 17, Jesus prays for his disciples. And in verses 20 through 26, he prays for all believers. He prays for all believers because he knows what you and I face as believing ones. He knows what we face. Please take time to read those verses. It's very important that you do. In 2 Corinthians 1.3, 2 Corinthians 1.3, Paul writes, quote, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. And this word, tribulation, in the Greek, is from the word uh, thalipsis. It means to break, to crush, compress, squeeze. It means also means grievous affliction or distress. 
Then the purpose clause, that we may be able, verse 4, to comfort them which are in any trouble by or literally through dia, D-I-A in the Greek, through the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. And so uh, Paul speaks of the quality of God's comfort upon us. That is, and it is wonderful. Jesus is for us. Jesus is our comforter. Jesus understands pressure or the burden upon the spirit that you and I suffer for our faith. He, he knows this. Verse 5. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. So notice the equation. Notice the balance here. The sufferings of Christ are one of the most prominent doctrines in the writings of the Apostle Paul is the doctrine of co-suffering with Christ. Suffering with sufferings of Christ. And so when Paul goes, continues, in chapter 1, he elucidates that suffering. In verse 6, he talks, he speaks, he says, and whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Verse 7, quote, and our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so shall you be also of the consolation. Verse 8, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our, of our trouble, or the trouble, literally, which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, and that literally means weighed down, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we have the sentence of death in ourselves. Notice the poignancy of the language. Purpose clause, we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver us, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Now, in ministry, Paul did not allow his emotions to compromise his faith. Paul did not lean upon his own understanding, but he trusted in God as his deliverer. Paul was given this ministry and so Paul knew that it is through the power of the Spirit. It was the Spirit that enabled him to do the work of the ministry. Paul did not live in fear. Paul lived by faith under pressure. And if you read his documents, you will know about the intense pressure or the burden upon the spirit that he suffered 
for the faith, as Jews said, was that was once for all given to the saints. Now I'm going to stop there because I want to go to First Peter chapter one. Uh, excuse me, First Peter chapter three, and Peter writes these words. And First Peter three fourteen. But, and if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are ye, and be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. Neither be troubled. So, and then he goes on, Peter goes on, and let me go to Second Peter. And so in Second Peter, he goes on to talk about uh, what our understanding should be as of what we face as believing ones. We are we're to sanctify God in our hearts. We're to sanctify the Lord God. Now, uh, I'm going to read from, excuse me, First Peter 4. Any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. So believers are going to suffer. And notice in verse 13, uh, in verse 12, Peter talks about the fiery trial, which is to try us. And then in verse 13, he writes, but rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. It is imperative that as believing ones, we commit the care of our souls to our Creator and believe in God when our faith is under pressure in stressful times. Good evening, and God bless you.